Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right race fans let's get rowdy the next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only racing from the third tracks the carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega. No race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right, guys, welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show. Good morning. Uh, back from Chicago Street Racing, guys, it was, uh, it was a huge success, I think except Mother Nature won half of it, uh, you know. But that's to be expected. I don't care what track you're in, from Bristol uh, to Talladega. Weather can always affect you. So, guys, uh, winner of the Xfinity. How about that cold cluster coming back down to the Xfinity Series and racing a little bit and had some success, guys. So, you know what we do on Monday mornings. We start out with the winners. All right. We're going to now roll into our post-NASCAR Xfinity Series race press conference with our race winner, Cole Custer. Cole, appreciate you joining us here under some unique circumstances for sure. But Cole is the um, driver of the number 00 Haas Automation Ford. And um, congratulations, Cole, on this victory today, but maybe just tell us a little bit about, you know, your experience yesterday in the car and what you thought of of the course and, and kind of, you know, going into the unique circumstances of today as well. No, yeah, I mean, it's it's been an awesome weekend overall, just the whole event. I mean, this whole thing that NASCAR has put on here and the whole city has been pretty unreal. I mean, I think everybody was a little bit skeptical going in and all the drivers, but the course is such a blast to drive. I mean, there's definitely passing zones out there, but it's such a risk versus reward as a driver you know you can push it out there and run fast laps but you're going to be on the edge of wrecking so it's it's definitely a, a blast to drive and puts it in the driver's hands a little bit but um today i mean we definitely wish we could have ran, run all the laps i mean it sucks that we you know we don't want to win it this way but at the end of the day we had a really fast car um i think everybody knew that so um i think this team can compete with anybody out there um and we're really hitting our stride and i'm really proud of everybody at jt and all the guys at the shop who have worked so hard to put us in this situation. All right. We'll now go to questions for Cole. If you have a question, raise your hand. We'll work to get a microphone to you. We'll start up front with Bob and then move to Lee. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, Bob Hockris, Fox Sports. I don't know. Did you get a chance to look at any areas of the track, give any idea like how far? I mean, was there any possibility you felt of you all getting out on there? Yeah, I didn't even see it, honestly. I mean, I was sitting in the car most of the time, and, uh, you know, I just heard there was a lot of standing water, like through 7 through 11 or so. So, uh, you know, I, I'm sure all the cup guys are praying the rain goes away, you know, because they do not probably want to deal with that. But um, it's wild. I mean, I, it's wild enough just being by yourself out there in the dry. I can't imagine it with, you know, 40 guys out there in the in the wet. So um, we'll see what they're all made of today if they have to do that. All right, Lee. Spencer Catch Friends, what do you say to the fans that, you know, came and really – Wanted to experience the Xfinity race. Wanted to experience the concerts. Honestly, it was pretty surreal. I mean, the first on the pace laps, we rolled off pit road, and you can hear them cheering like from the stands in turns uh, between one and two. And like I've never experienced that. I don't think anywhere at any other racetrack. You know, like they were just screaming and yelling. You could hear them, and it was it was pretty awesome. So and and the stands for Xfinity race were packed. So it was yesterday. So it was uh, it was definitely a really cool event. You're, you're up there with Bush Light, and I remember your first poll was also in the state of Illinois at Worldwide Technology, and you couldn't even drink at that point. So you've kind of come full circle with the two your your first poll and now this win in Illinois. 
Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, uh, you know, we got to do the Stone Cold thing. We're going to do this that after this, I think. <laughs> um, but um, they said it's a felony to jump in the fountain, so we're probably not going to do that, I guess. <laughs> but uh, we wanted to, but um, and we could. I just might have to get me from jail, I guess. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to Jonathan and then Daniel. Go ahead. Uh, Jonathan Fiel, the racing experts. Uh, Cole, what was your impression of the track as he got running there? Uh, definitely treacherous. I mean, for us, with how the Xfinity cars are with the solid rear axle, you know, we wheel hop a lot. So going into turn six, turn four, turn seven, all of them that had bumps going in there were definitely treacherous on, you know, one mistake and you wheel hop too much and you're going to be in the fence. So it was definitely edgy in the Xfinity cars, and I'm sure it is in the cup cars too. Um, but it's just finding the limit. Because the second you you step past that limit, you're in big trouble. So uh, it's it's definitely nerve wracking for sure. Dale McFadden, Frenchwatch.com. Uh, two two questions. Uh, first, how awkward is it to be celebrating a win a little less than 24 hours after you you last had the engines fired? Yeah, definitely probably the most awkward win I've been a part of. Um, you know, just because you're so disconnected from the race. You know, we raced 24 hours ago, so it's definitely one of the weirdest wins I've ever been a part of for sure, but we'll take it. I mean, you know, we're racers and we'll, uh, you take it as it comes. So we're, we're proud of it. We'll take the playoff points and keep it going. And what does it mean to you to be technically the first NASCAR race winner on a street course? It's huge. I mean, being a part of that, you'll take that to the day you die, you know, saying that you were the first winner on the Chicago street course and, um, you know, the whole event that they put on here. So um, it means a lot and hopefully just keep it rolling through the season. All right, we're going to go to Jay and then back over here to Jerry. Hi, Cole. Jay Cohen, Associated Press. Can you tell us a little bit about the communication you guys were getting from NASCAR? Was there any point today where they thought, you know, hey, we are going to be able to get on the track? Like, take us through maybe what you heard as the day developed. Yeah, I don't know if anybody knew, <laughs> really. It was, uh, you know, you go to your car, you get in, then it's like, oh, there's standing water, we got to wait, and then there's a lightning delay, and then it's, you know, there's just so many things that happened in the last 24 hours that I think led to this point. So um, I think it was just so many unforeseen things just because it's the first time we've ever done this. And throwing rain, rain, rain in the equation really uh, throws a curveball at it. So um, it was a lot of confusion, but I think uh, it is what it is. You know, we can't control the weather. All right, we'll get a microphone over to Jerry, please. Jerry Jordan, kickingthetires.net. Um, yesterday, Austin Hill was in here. He said that he felt like a guinea pig going out there. Did you feel like a guinea pig on the track? Because I've got some photos of you in like seven and going into eight, and and you seem to be holding your line pretty well. But uh, you know, some of those guys didn't didn't make it through some of those turns back there. Yeah, it actually worked out great for me because I just kind of let let the other guys go, <laughs> and they did like the first five minutes. I just watched on TV, and then uh, I rolled out, and I actually pulled out right behind Justin Allgaier and uh sam Mayer, i think so i just watched them and what they did and kind of just caught on you know because they they were the guinea pigs the first five laps then i just followed them <laughs> all right go ahead we have a question right here hi cole uh, steve greenberg chicago sun times um it went, went well for you obviously yesterday but but is there anything uh in the area of like constructive criticism or suggestions you'd make about specific parts of the course that maybe could be better next year um i mean maybe a couple of the walls i mean you see like uh kevin's wreck it was kind of like there's like a double point in that wall um that you can't really see until you hit it <laughs> so um that could maybe be a little bit better but overall i mean they did such a great job with this i think overall i mean we were really skeptic going here and seeing the track when we showed up and driving around it we were impressed I think all of us were impressed of how drivable it was and how racy it was. So um, I think there's there's nothing – everybody can hang their hats high, I think, on this one. They did a great job. Um, it, it's a shame that the rain really threw a big curveball at it. I'm sure, sure in the years in the future they'll, they'll get that better and better. But, um, but it was a great weekend, I think, that NASCAR and the city did. All right, we have a – had a question. Dustin, go ahead. Cole, take me through what you were doing when you find out that you were declared the winner. 
well, we were just on the pit box, and, you know, we're all just waiting around, don't really know what's going on. And then uh, JT actually got the word on the radio that they called it and that we were the winners. So, And it's, like, such an awkward moment, too, because we've just been waiting around. It's like, how excited can you be? Because we didn't, didn't feel like we did anything today, you know. But um, it's, it's still a really cool feeling that, uh, you know, came out on top of it. But uh, definitely one of the weirdest ones for sure. The tendencies of this are a little different from a road course, but now this is two of the last three that you've won. Uh, how much effort have you put into getting better on these types of tracks? Um, yeah, I mean, I've um, honestly just road course racing in general has always been a strong suit of mine. I feel like I've I've always loved it, and I've always I feel like been in contention and had speed at road course races. It's just never worked out until this year. <laughs> so uh, we're finally really getting things to work out right, and just. Uh, you know, sometimes that's just luck, but I think overall we've we've been fast on the road courses, and uh, we're just putting it all together. All right, I had two additional hands over here. Apologies, the light sometimes makes it a little hard to see. You're good in the back, okay? Sam, if you'll come right over here, thank you. Can you see it? <laughs> thank you, uh, Noah Jennings, Chicago Public Media. Um, obviously, you didn't have a traditional finishing moment for this race. Has it set in in your mind that, you know, this race is over and done with, it's in the rearview mirror, and has it set in that you won this race? Uh, yes and no, I guess. I mean, I think after a week you'll it'll probably set in a little bit more, but it's uh, definitely weird. I mean, like I, I've said it, I don't know how many times, it's just the weirdest race I've ever won, you know, just because it's um, a day removed really from when we actually were on the track and um, just all the things that happened in the last 24 hours. So, uh, but we'll take it as they come. And uh, now having been through this race in Chicago, this unique setup race, um, are you looking forward to NASCAR being back here again next year, having been through the experience once, and are you looking forward to perhaps more courses like this elsewhere in the future? Yeah, I'm pumped about it. I mean, we have a really fast setup for this place, and uh, we've, you know, it was a great weekend for our team. So I, I'm pumped about coming back here, and I think uh, the whole city, you know, did a great job with it, and it's a cool event. So I, I think everybody is very excited to come back. Final questions? Oh, we got one in the back here behind the camera, Sam. Thank you. Uh, Michael McClure from the Chicago Maroon. Um, Colt, what kind of conversations did you have with the team ahead of time to prepare for the possibility of rain? And are there any lessons you can take from this experience for future situations like this? Um, yeah, I mean, there's just so many things that we do when it go, comes to raining, you know, like just having even like a wiper on the inside of the car to try and get the, the fog out of the windshield, you know. So um, there's a lot of different things there that, you know, help us a little bit for the future, just little things. And um, But overall, I mean, we we had a good plan and we were ready for it. And the thing about this place, you really don't know how it's going to race in the rain because we've never – um, there's not really a, a set lane in the track yet because, you know, there's not a ton of rubber down. So do you have to run a rain line or do you not? And how all the paint's going to affect you on the racetrack. So there's a lot of unknowns, I guess, when it comes to rain racing here. But uh, it's uh, lucky enough we didn't really have to deal with that. Um, if I can ask one more, um, from what you heard down in pit lane, do you know if there was any added concern among the drivers to be racing on this type of circuit, especially since it's a street circuit with, su with such tight confines? Um, I don't think the circuit in particular, it's mainly just the visibility and the standing water. You know, if we get it to where you can't see a car length in front of you, it can be pretty dangerous. Um, if somebody stopped in the middle of the racetrack and you can't see them. Um, and then also the standing water, you know, if, if you're just hydroplaning and uh, wrecking all the time, you know, there's no room for air around here. So um, that was the thing that I think we were a little bit worried about. But overall, I think if it's if it's just a little damp, I think there's no reason why you can't race here in the rain. All right, any final questions? That seems to be all the questions. Cole, thank you for spending some time with us today. We really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Come out of here with the top five and continue our top five strings on these road courses. Yeah, so that's what I was wondering. It was intentional that you guys were sort of calculating, like, all right, this race is going to be shortened, so if we pit now, we'll be ahead of the game. Is that essentially correct? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We were on the radio talking about that. I was like, you guys need to stop talking about this so much. Like, just do it. 
we're going to give it away and have everybody else follow suit. But um, I think there was about six or seven of us that probably did it. Um, and obviously it kind of worked out just with, uh, with daylight and everything like that. So uh, I hate it we weren't able to go the full distance, but, um, you know, just kind of the way it was with the whole day just kind of running together with the rain and everything else. And then, I mean, just your thoughts in general on, you know, did this work? I, I don't know. I, I don't know how the show was. You know, I, I thought that uh, probably the race was pretty exciting there with, with Shane being able to drive through the field and get up towards the front and make some really good moves and uh, make some passes, you know, all the way to, to the lead. So, um, you know, as far as being able to race on the streets, yeah, we did it. I mean, we accomplished it. We accomplished it in the wet, you know. Uh, we had a few instances out there, but um, none that were too terrible. I thought the single-file restarts was definitely the way to go, um, you know, even being back as far as I was for most of the race, it wasn't. Um, you're trying to, you want to make ground and you want to make passes and stuff, but on on restarts with going into turn one, one groove being dry, one groove being wet, that wasn't going to be the way to do it. Kyle, you're a two-time cup champion. To watch what Shane was able to do in his debut, it hasn't a, a rookie making his debut hasn't won a race, a cup race in 60 years. Can you just talk about that kind of an accomplishment and what you saw out of your windshield? Yeah, um, obviously being a rookie to NASCAR, yes, but um, you know, not being whatsoever a rookie in road racing and his expertise that he has, uh, that's what he's grown up doing. That's what he's done his whole life, you know. So. Uh, and he's fortunate for him. He's done it in bigger, heavier stock cars, not lighter weight GT cars or, you know, um, some IMSA cars or something like that. So um, he's he's probably, I don't know, four, five, eight years ahead of us in this sort of car, um, you know, in the things that he's done with the V8 supercars. So uh, I've worked with him before as a teammate with the Lexus program down in Daytona, the Daytona 24 Hours. Um, he was on the other car, but we were all, six of us, eight of us were all, you know, in the same meetings talking together, and so worked, worked with Shane a little bit there. And, um, yeah, I saw his he was talented in that car. We were all really fast, and so he always kept um, probably the quickest time for the team the whole time we were down there for Daytona. So uh, he's no slouch. I knew he'd be good when he came over. And can you just talk about your comeback? Because to be, you know, ass up to your ass in tires, right, and <laughs> then to come back and, and do what you did was, I mean, a team effort. There. No question there. Um, you know, it was just unfortunate early getting caught up in the barriers and, um, you know, going back that far. But uh, we all dug in and gave it everything we had to, to kind of rebound and come back. I wish it was done more in the way that Shane was able to do it, where I was passing guys and coming up from the back back to the front. Um, but I definitely lost confidence after uh, putting it in the tire barrier and my braking zones for the rest of the day. And I had a lot of lockup issues today, too. So I don't know what was going on with my brakes from different from yesterday. I just could not find the right rhythm with it. Um, until late, once uh, probably the last 10, 15 laps, I really felt like I was clicking some better times off and, um, you know, uh, rolling forward. All right. We've also now been joined by Chase Elliott. We'll continue with questions for Kyle and Chase. We'll go over here to Daniel McFadden. Dealing with that in Frenchrush.com. Kyle, like, how hard was the, the hit into the tire barrier? How did, what did that feel like? And when you're sitting there with tires all the way up, halfway up your windshield, yeah. what are you thinking about your, your prospects in that moment? I was just hopeful that the radiator wasn't busted. So um, I guess this is an instance where I'm thankful these cars are built so tough. Because <laughs> if it was the old car, I would not have made it. Uh, well, maybe. I don't know. I, I looked a lot similar to him and what he did at the Roval um on one of those laps where he got in the tire barriers and turn one but um yeah i mean it, it wasn't too terrible of a hit i knew i was going in i was trying everything to get it crooked so i could hit it flat side with my side but uh i could not get it to rotate so uh just augered her right on in there like a lawn dart all right i think we have a question in the back can you raise your hand please so thank you Chicago Tribune, for either one of you, how slick were the roads? It had been raining all day. Did that impact the race at all? Um, yes, it did impact the race for sure. I mean, we obviously uh, when the road has water on it, we have to run uh, treaded tires like a streetcar, but when it when it dries out, it gives us the ability to run slick tires, which is a is a bit different. So yeah, 
certainly added a, a dynamic to the race that uh, isn't super uncommon. We've been through that scenario before, but it was, uh, you know, adding that to an already kind of new and, and um, <clears throat> different atmosphere and different circuit was, was a, little, a little odd. All right, we're going to continue with questions. Does anyone have a final question for Kyle Bush? Kyle's been here just a little bit. I'd like to let him go if we are clear with questions for Kyle. All right, Kyle, appreciate you coming and spending some time with us. Thank you. We've also now been joined by Kyle Larson. We will continue with questions with Kyle and Chase. If you have questions, continue to raise your hand. We'll get a mic to you. We'll go back to Lee up front. Lee Spencer, catch friends. Chase, yesterday was such an uncharacteristic day, not just for you, but for most of Hendrick Motorsports, with the exception of Kyle. Can you just talk about what the last, gosh, 36 hours were like, just trying to get back to where you could be competitive today? Got me now? Uh, I wouldn't say it's uncharacteristic for me. I mean, I've, you know... Uh, just struggled, you know, just wasn't very fast and was trying to trying to get uh, trying to just get comfortable finding more pace and I felt like I was just starting to get a big chunk of what I needed. Um, yeah, then obviously made a mistake and, and put us in a really big hole. So and then I, you know, crashed again today and got, uh, you know, super lucky. Um, so yeah, just uh, you know, for me personally, I just appreciate everybody digging in and and you know, putting this car together. I hate I put them in that spot to begin with, and then crashed again today and got super behind. And then obviously we, you know, we were one of the beneficiaries of of the race distance having to be shortened because it was going to be dark. So we went from not being in our window to me crashing that second time and us being on pit road and fixing it to you know fueling up one more time and and getting us um getting getting us enough fuel to get to the end so uh a, a long weekend but you know a decent result for considering how how bad of a job I feel like I I did for uh the past 48 hours I mean, I think the rain probably puts a bit of a damper on that. Otherwise, I think it would have been a home run, uh, personally. I mean, I think I think the rain added a, an element of excitement for for TV or um, the fans here at, at the racetrack. But uh, certainly for people coming out and having that pre-race excitement, you know, I, I do think it hurt that a little bit. But um, yeah. You know, I, overall, I, I thought it was a success. You know, I thought it ended up being a, a pretty good race. Um, it, it was difficult to find areas to pass. Some of the areas that you might could have made a move, they were still a little wet. So it was it was kind of risk versus reward. But as always, the people who do a better job than others tend to find their way to the front. You saw that today with Shane. You know, he he was in a league of his own, and you know, in my opinion, put on a really big time clinic. And and um, I don't want to speak for everybody else, but he made me look bad. Um, and, and I kind of thank the rest of us, too, but looking forward to going to work and, and trying to be better. All right, we'll take a question here in the middle. Yesterday, oh, this is for anyone. Yesterday, a lot of the talk was about turn four, uh, turn seven, turn eight, being the treacherous corners, and today it showed that turn six was a lot of the crashes. What made turn six so difficult um, in the wet conditions? Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't have any issues there, but I assume people just, uh, were locking their brakes up, um, when it was wet. So, um, and it gets a little bumpy there as well, so you can get out of shape. But, um, I think had conditions been dry the whole race, I think there would have been less probably, um, issues there, but, you know, it made it, it made it sketchy and, and, uh, put on, you know, made it difficult for us, which is, you know, sometimes good. continue with questions just to add in that we have been joined by Justin Haley who was our second place finisher today we'll go to Daniel McFadden and then we'll come up front Daniel McFadden uh, frontrush.com Kyle can you just kind of address the frustrations I guess your team had with the running order placement after the big pile up in turn 11 I know Cliff Daniels he wasn't very happy at all 
Yeah, I mean, I guess I just I got to go and see like what all happened, but obviously there was the wreck in 11 and you know, I'm just slowing down trying to you know not be in it and and everybody you end up just stopping to miss the the, <laughs> the traffic jam and um you know, I felt like we were we should have got our spot back. Um which it it seemed like they were letting, you know, the guys who were basically in a stop to miss it get up there. And then, then they left the 45 and the 54 way up in front because they had happened to get lucky and get by it. And then they put the guys who were the wreck also back in front of us. So um, it was just confusing. You know, I don't know, you know, what the conversation was like going on. It sounded like Cliff said that NASCAR sent out a message that the 24, the 4, and the 7 were the wreck and we're going to go to the back. And then the next thing, you know, they were blending in front of us. So I think that's where he was really frustrated. Um, so yeah, it was just it was just confusing. I think you know, and, and also I'm I'm grateful that I got to blend back in, you know, where I was. But I still feel like I should have been a little higher. Um, so I don't know. I'm sure there'll be a conversation with you know the drivers' chat and all that. And um, I don't know. They're just I think maybe now that we've had it, you know, we can discuss like what's the proper you know, way to fix the running order because um, yeah I mean I think they got it half the way right maybe but uh, yeah it just is what it is and, and you know eventually I was just like screw it let's just go back racing at this point you know we're, we're wasting daylight so um, it all it all you know worked out for us I think had that not happened you know maybe I run two one or two spots better but uh, it uh, Shane also was behind me so he drove by me and, and got to lead so um, I wasn't going to win and I guess, Kyle, just what did you think of what Shane was able to do today? How impressed were you? It was so fun to watch um, from, my, from my view. You know, it was uh, when he got to my back bumper, I felt like I pieced together a really good section. And I was like, I thought for sure I'd look in the mirror and I was going to be like two car lengths or something in front of it. And he was glued to my back bumper. I was like, holy shit, this guy is flying. So uh, he was able to get by me. And then, you know, I, I got to watch the show. You know, I kind of followed him through and... The moves he was making, uh, really everywhere. He could pass anywhere, um, but the moves that he would, he could make into two uh, was was really neat to see. And then the pass that you know he had for the lead, I thought their battle for the lead was great. Um, you know he made his move into two. Justin was able to get a good exit and uh, you know squeeze inside of him. I was like, man, he's going to be able to fight him off here for a little bit longer. And um, he just made a super aggressive you know, lane change back to his right side. It was just, it was, it was sick. It was awesome. So um, he put on a show, and it was, it was cool to see. And, and I think when a guy like that can come in and, and uh, you know, kick your ass at your own game, it, uh, it shows that, you know, we all have room to improve. And uh, I'm curious what he thinks about, about us. You know, he obviously passed a lot of us, so I'm, I'm curious if he thinks we all suck or if we could, you know, actually, like, compete you know if, if we weren't really that bad but um we come from you know a different background than, than him but uh it was great to see and, and i hope the fans enjoyed it you know congrats to him and the team and justin marks that was uh you know really really cool to see all right we're going to come up front steve swift here with the last go press uh chase um with the remaining uh um, races left in the regular season do you have one or two identified that you feel might give you the best opportunity to grab a win and make the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, I hope I hope all of them. Um, I hope any and all. Uh, you know, that that's that's where we need to be as a team. I mean, that's where I want to be as a driver. I want to be uh, like the rest of those guys that are the top five or six drivers in the series. You know, they they can win. They can win any any time, and that that's where I want to be. That's where I want to get to. I think if you're among that group. You're you're doing a really good job. So I you know I I think I need to be a little better from where I've been to to assert myself amongst that crowd. But um, that's my goal. So you know I I would like to I'd like to say that any of these next however many are left we can um, you know we can go and compete at. So that's that's what I'm intending and shooting to do. All right. I'm going to pause for just a second. Do we have any additional questions for Chase Elliott? All right, Chase, we appreciate you spending some Thank time you. with us. Yeah. Do we have any additional questions for, for Kyle Larson? All right, Kyle, appreciate you spending some time with us as well. Justin, you're going to have to wait just a minute. <laughs> All right, we're going to continue with questions, but before we do so, Justin, runner-up finish today. 
Um, you led, you know, many laps on the track. Do you mind to just give us some thoughts on the race itself, but really what a great showing for your team today here in Chicago. Yeah, obviously um, a, a really good day, really good finish. Not a, a great weekend. I, I put the team behind yesterday. Um, we really were struggling at some of the uh, breaking zones, and I got in the wall and um, had to stay late last night, didn't get a chance to qualify, and um, we repaired it, and I uh, I wrapped like half the car myself, so I feel like that was pretty cool. But, um, yeah, we started last today, and um, I felt like we had good pace. We just, um, yeah, I mean, Shane was just was better. I mean, he had uh, 16 or something lap better tires. Um, and, I mean, just a world-class racer. He was very calculated, very precise, um, and very smooth. You know, it, he wasn't overdriving it. He was very calculated. And for someone to come in um, and race like that was just um, just incredible. So very clean as well. I mean, our, our race for the lead was, was clean, and he gave a lot of room and very respectful. So, um, yeah, great day for our um, finish, Chevrolet, and everyone at College Racing, the 31 team. I feel like, um, you know, where we're at right now as an organization, we're trying to get better. This is my and the team's second full-time season. And, you know, unfortunately, I, I haven't been in a position like that legitimately to, um, you know, try to hold off championship caliber drivers. And, and I've just never found myself in that position um, early in my career. So, Definitely was was battling some demons in my head there, just trying to stay focused um, and, you know, just try to get to the finish. But, um, you know, I feel like my lack of experience and, you know, his better tires were were just uh, how he won today. So, I don't, you know, I don't feel like, you know, it was uh, a complete loss. I mean, we still finished second, but definitely wish I would have been better. Um, but that just comes down to uh, being in that position more often. All right, we're going to continue with a few questions for Justin. We're going to go to Chris and then to Lee and then Daniel. Go ahead, Chris. And Chris with WGHP at a high point. Justin, you heard Kyle sit there and explain what he saw from behind you and, and, and Shane when he you had the little battle down the backstretch. Run it back through your head, what you were thinking. You know, how did yeah. you how did you? It wasn't much, wasn't much of a battle. Um, I, you know, I just – you're just trying to do everything you can, and um, I was really struggling in a turn four. Like I said, that's where I wrecked yesterday, and our car was just um, so rough in the braking zone, and, and I was really struggling there and, um, you know, trying to adjust my brake bias to, to be better there, and, and I just couldn't. So um, his car was just smoother through there and, and could outbrake me, and, um, you know, I don't feel like he pulled away from me. You know, I feel like I, I, I held my own there on the, the green-white checker especially, but... Um, you know, was that just him, you know, only needing that five car length gap, knowing that, um, you know, it was his race to lose. So, yeah, just like I said, I mean, I, I you know, as a driver, you don't want com- you don't want other, you know, forms of, of motorsport drivers to come in and, and beat you at your own game, like Kyle said. But um, unfortunately, he's just really good. And um, this was my first street race, and I, I can't imagine how many he's raced. So, um, you know, I, I have nothing bad to say. All right, we'll go to, let's see what, we'll grab Daniel and then Lee right here. Daniel McFadden, uh, FrenchChurch.com. So, J- Justin, if I had told you yesterday afternoon that you'd get to be in the picture at the end of the, at the, end of the race, you'd be in the frame when the checkered flag fell, what would you have, have said about that possibility? I would have told you I would be in the frame getting laughed, <laughs> um, not finishing second. So I, I just feel like we're... Um, you know, obviously we're we're not um, a, a manufacturer supported team to an extent. I had um, I had 20 minutes of simulator time for this race, 20 minutes at the Chevy GM Tech Center. Um, that's all I had. It was on Thursday evening at 9 p.m. I had 20 minutes, and um, you know, just to, you know, what we've built at College Racing, Matt Colleague, Chris Rice, everyone have, have just done an amazing job, and it shows that this car um, has leveled the playing field. And, um, you know, I can't imagine how much sim time Shane had, um, but I had 20 minutes. So I don't know if it would have helped or not, but, um, you know, when you sit back at the end of the night and, and um, you know, think about what we don't have compared to the other teams and, and that we're just at our, you know, we're just starting to blossom um, as a race team and, it's uh 
it's just incredible. You know, I feel like we're realistic of, of where we need to be. Um, AJ's put together some great runs, but um, it's a fight. I mean, this is a, a tough race series, and um, every week it's it's tough. So um, definitely enjoy when we do run up front, and um, that doesn't mean that, you know, we can take tomorrow off, though. My last question. So when you came to that that first restart where you're in the lead, like – What's going through your head? What do you think your chances are? Like, and you're going lap after lap, and you're you're still in the lead. So, like, what were you thinking at that time? Yeah, just just like I said, I mean, I've I've never found myself in that situation um, in the Cup Series. Obviously, um, you know, I have in, in the truck and and um, Xfinity Series, but the level of talent. I mean, I had Chase Elliott behind me, and Kyle Larson, and Shane, and Austin Dillon for a little bit. Um, you know, all all champions and multi-race winners so um big confidence boost for me especially as i'm um right in the middle of of contract talks so um definitely just got to keep going forward though all right we're going to take one final question here from jay here in the middle right behind you sam thank you hi uh, jay cohen associated press what are your general impressions of this event now that you've went through it, you know, the course, the atmosphere, and, and the street racing aspect of this sort of stuff? Yeah, I mean, first of all, amazing. Um, everyone at NASCAR was, was first class. They kept us updated um, for months. I mean, we've had countless meetings at the racetracks. Um, they were getting our feedback for, you know, the, the restart zone and, and this corner and that corner and, and um, our relationship with NASCAR right now as the drivers is, um, you know, better than ever. So it was really just an awesome event. You know, obviously you wish that the rain didn't come and, and um, the Xfinity race obviously didn't get a fair shake at it. And then obviously with the rain um, canceling the concerts and everything, um, just a bummer. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, I hope it was fun to watch on TV. Maybe not. Um, or maybe it was. But... Just incredible uh, idea that um, you know NASCAR is expanding their uh, their market, and this is just uh, testimony to everyone there. I mean, I feel like the Coliseum was kind of the first you saw, and and um, ever since we've just been um, coming to tracks like this. So, yeah, it's uh, definitely was was a first class event. Um, I obviously enjoyed it, and and hope we come back tomorrow. I don't know about the back half of the grid, but um, yeah, very very cool. Glad to be a part of it. All right. Well, Justin, congratulations again on that second yep. place finish. We appreciate you spending some time with us. To our post race media availability before our winner joins us, uh, I wanted to. Uh, have a couple of members from the NASCAR leadership team uh, who are integral in the uh, in this historic weekend. Uh, we're joined by Chief Operating Officer Steve O'Donnell and Senior Senior Vice President of Racing Development and Strategy Ben Kennedy. Um, Steve, Ben, I'll open it up. Uh, just what's your general feelings now that the checkered flag has flown on Sunday about this historic weekend? We'll start with Ben. Yeah, I think uh, certainly a remarkable weekend, a historic weekend for us. You know, we've talked about this a lot. A first in 75 years to celebrate a, a special year for us. Obviously, um, Cap, that was a special moment. But I'd say, first of all, a, a huge thank you to the city of Chicago. Um, the city showed up so well today from the backdrop on NBC to the energy among the fans um, in the city and the crowds it was uh, it was certainly remarkable to see. So really appreciate the collaboration with the city, the various departments, um, obviously Choose Chicago, the Sports Commission, everyone involved. And then a lot of credit to the entire team. So Julie Giese and the entire team here in Chicago that have been working on this um, every single day since we announced on July 19th of last year, um, getting this event ready for uh, this weekend and then uh, for Leaf production as well. So Certainly a um, a neat event. Good to see uh, a first-time winner in Shane. And, um, you know, as a fan, it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I, I would echo what, what Ben said and also incredibly proud of our industry. A um, lot of questions raised, especially to, to this guy to my right, of what is NASCAR doing on a street course? Uh, I think our drivers performed incredibly today. Uh, one of the best events I've seen 
um, a testament to the drivers out there, the crew members getting these cars ready um, across the board, Xfinity Series, Cup Series, what that garage group went through uh, to put on a show for the deserving fans in Chicago who turned out were excited, uh, got everybody in the industry excited. I think you could all see that as well. And uh, a proud moment for, for all of us in the industry to be in Chicago. Um, as Ben said, an, an incredible welcome mat rolled out for us, and, and hopefully we delivered for the fans as well. Okay, thank you, Steve and Ben. If you have a question, please raise your hand. We'll get your mic. We'll start up here with Jeff. Can you describe the emotions that you guys had to go through from, you know, it looks like yesterday everything's going great, then all of a sudden the weather comes, and even into today it looks kind of grim for a while, and then turns out you can race, and it's a great race. So, like, how, how did you guys, what, were, what was that like for both of you? Yeah, I think I'll start, you know, from, from yesterday. We, we did everything in our power um, to be able to, to get that going and, and have something um, but we wanted it to be safe, right? And, and so we kind of turned the page to, to today. Uh, we started at 6 a.m. with a meeting. Um, what are we going to do? What's it look like? Uh, we met, I think, every half hour um, throughout the day, all the way up until, you know, that last caution when we declared, you know, the race would be 75 laps. You know, we had to wait to see just how long. So when, when we started the cup race, we were very hopeful. You know, if we, if we went green, which I know is unprecedented, but we could get all 100 in. So... Constant meetings, constant communication, but again, applaud the industry, um, all of our folks, not trying to pat ourselves on the back. It's more the cooperation we had with the city, the assets that they brought to the event as well to be able to get the track ready uh, was incredible. So just proud of the, the work that everybody kind of put their egos aside and was able to just focus on, hey, what can we do to get this in for the fans? And I would echo Steve too. Um, you know, I think from yesterday to the to, through today, um, a number of meetings and communication, certainly with the folks in race control and the city as well, and the collaboration uh, certainly throughout the day was, has been really well. So, um, you know, a testament to everyone coming together to help them make that happen. Um, certainly this is brand new to us. This is the first time we've done um, something like this. So, you know, naturally we'll have a lot of learnings out of this as we think about the future. But um, really good collaboration today. Proud of the team, you know, from competition to the city to the folks on the event side. Um, everyone really worked together well. Go to Jay. Hi, uh, Jay Cohen, Associated Press. Um, can you guys take us through, like, around 4 o'clock, it looked like you guys were thinking about starting today. Was that kind of the plan, and then what kind of caused you guys to kind of back off that at, at some point? Yeah, we actually weren't thinking about starting at 4 o'clock. What we wanted to do was get all the things that needed to happen to be able to fire the engines and get us going um, taken care of so that when we knew, hey, the track's ready to go, you know, we're not going through the anthem and driver introductions and those sort of things. So I think a little confusion that was put out by some folks of, you know, I can't believe NASCAR is going green. We were never going to go green under those circumstances. We wanted to get all that stuff in place so that, you know, the window we saw kind of starting at 5, 5.30 where we'd be able to race, we didn't want to have to go through all the, the pre-race stuff if we could get that out of the way was the thinking. Go to Jerry. Jerry Jordan, net. I just walked back in. There's thousands of fans falling out of here, and I've got a video. Not one of them that I asked what they thought said a negative word about anything that we saw today. You know, what do you, what's your takeaway, and, and does that help secure, you know, any negotiations of coming back and, and you know, things like that you know, going down the road and in other cities to show that we can do this? Sure, yeah. And, you know, I, I think to your point at first blush and – I had the opportunity to go down to Victory Lane and, and congrats uh, Shane and Justin and the team. And certainly a lot of fans down there still. Um, a lot of people seem like they're having a really good time. Um, obviously, we're going to have a, a very deep dive post-mortem after this event. Um, a lot of surveys that will go out, collecting a lot of feedback. Um, you know, Of course, there were a lot of things that went according to plan. There were some things that didn't go according to plan, obviously, with the weather. Um, so we're going to have a, a lot of takeaways from this weekend, um, which I think will be really good. But from what I've seen so far, certainly from the fans and then from a lot of folks in the industry, has been positive. Yeah, I would just, just one add-on, I would say also, Jeremy, I mean, you were over in Le Mans, right, with Garage 56. And I think, 
you know, Shane winning this race and the fans that he's bringing in and, and Project 91 with Justin, you know, for us um, really showcases again being in a big city, having a big moment, but also having that international presence um, and a driver in, in a series that we have a lot of respect for. We've spent time over there as well. I think contributed to the enthusiasm you saw from the winners, uh, and that's contagious with the fans as well. Kelly. Kelly Crandall, Racer.com. I have two. First off, um, I don't need to run through some of the criticism thrown NASCAR's way about just bringing this race here and, the, again, the criticism of what could go wrong and, and just doing it here. So any, can you share anything about how this event did go off? Was there things we don't know about that did any of that happen that people were worried about, or, or how, just how did this all play out? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think it, it, it played out really well if you look at today. Um, you know, obviously, I think if you, if you run the clock back to yesterday morning all the way up until we had the hold, um, you know, I think obviously a lot of energy, a lot of fans, a lot of people that have followed our sport for a long time, but a lot of new fans as well. Um, and then, you know, naturally, I think as we progressed through today, as soon as we, we got the car started, a lot of people started to file in. So, you know, as we said, going through the scheduling process, this is, this is a journey, right? So we announced a lot of things in our 2021 schedule. We went to new markets. Next evolution of that for us, naturally, the Coliseum. This is kind of the next iteration of that. Um, and as we go through it, it's, you know, we're by no means saying that everything's going to be perfect from day one. But, you know, you don't know unless you try. And we gave it a really good effort today. And he was certainly proud of all the work that everyone's done. I think the, the city showed so well, um, certainly on broadcast today. And then the energy um, around the, the field and around the, the park today was palpable. Oh, sorry, Kelly. Sorry. Go ahead. Just one last thing, and this might not be a question either one of you can answer, but competition-wise, the decision to end the race early, there was a lot of upset crew chiefs that got caught on the strategy. Is there anything you can share about making that decision when it was made? And Because, again, some got lucky with the strategy having already pitted, and others felt that that decision should have been made sooner before that happened. Yeah, I would say um, there was a lot of thought put into that decision. Um, at the time we made it, uh, we waited as long as possible to see if we could get all 100 laps in. When we knew that wasn't possible, um, we waited. We closed pit road. We wanted to make sure everybody knew what the race distance, distance was going to be. Everyone had a chance to come in, pit the car, get fuel. We wanted to take fuel mileage out of it. Um, I think some, you know, we've had conversations um, with some who may have thought it was unfair who pitted on the same lap. Uh, that the leader did and, and won. So um, we are, uh, you know, I think we're more than comfortable with the way the decision was made uh, in this case. Certainly you can be second-guessed, right, anytime you have to do this, but um, I feel like the process uh, played out well. Would have liked to get all 100, but um, we wanted to be as fair as possible for the fans and also not put ourselves in a position where we're getting questions of why you're racing in the dark. Dustin? Dustin Long, NBC Sports. A couple questions. Uh, one, Ben, um, what did it mean to have uh, Mayor Johnson here? Obviously, this deal was done with the previous uh, uh, mayor, and you know, previously before the election, Mayor Johnson kind of been, you know, a little bit skeptical or kind of on the on the edge. I'm not sure which way to go on that. To have him here, what did it mean? What did you feel like you were able to show him? How many politicians did you have here in this area to uh, show them what what this event can be? Yeah, so, um, you know, first of all, we had the, a chance. I know Julie and the team was the first folks to meet with the mayor, and this was, um, you know, certainly early on in him taking office. And we had the opportunity to spend some time with him this week as well, and super gracious, um, welcomed us to the city with open arms and has been fantastic ever since. Certainly he came to the race today, had the chance to speak at the driver's meeting as well, but your relationship with the Johnson administration has certainly been strong as well as, his staff and then you know i'd say to add on to that the relationship with choose chicago and the sports commission um cara bachman and, and everyone on that team you know if you go back you know two or three years of us trying to put this event together in the planning process um, a lot of folks were here today that were with us from the very um, start and some of those early conversations so 
it was neat to see them. Some of them were actually down in victory lane, um, kind of taking in the moment and soaking it all in because I know NASCAR and put a lot of NASCAR and the industry put a lot of effort in, but the city uh, certainly put a lot of effort into this event, and uh, it showed. And I'm not sure if this is for Steve or for Ben. Um, you have an international driver win today. It, it's certainly been expressed about interest internationally. Um, Australia, New Zealand, that, that, that the Supercar Series probably is closer to you know what this car races than anywhere else in the world. But I know obviously the, the distance in, in trying to do something there is a lot probably more difficult than Europe. Beyond North America, um, where does where does this Australia New Zealand market rank? What do you what can you take advantage of with with Shane's win, or is it still more realistic beyond North America that it's probably going to have to be Europe when NASCAR expands further? Yeah, no, very fair question, and and a lot of folks don't know that that one of the kind of genesis genesis points for our next gen car was the Australian V8 series. Um, we were encouraged to go over uh, visit. We spent a lot of time with the race teams who were incredibly generous. If you have not seen the racing there, it's fantastic, um, and you couldn't be more welcomed when you go over and watch it. Um, so we've had a close relationship, you know, throughout in terms of dialogue, um, com com competition. Um, so I, I would never rule out the potential for an event. Um, what's great about this is NASCAR has huge interest globally right now. Um, we saw it in Garage 56. You know, ben and I had a number of meetings with a number of different countries and a number of different continents wanting races. Um, good problem to have for us, um, but we want to do what's right for our fans, uh, take the product to, you know, where we think it's going to resonate. You know, to us, this was perfect. You know, applaud Ben for having the vision on this. You know, we're more of a Chicago Bears type fan base, and I think we delivered that today, and the fans that showed up uh, hopefully felt that with us as well. So we got to balance that as to, to where we take, where we go next. I'm, I'm not going to put a, a timetable on it, but I, I think we're all confident in NASCAR that we could take the Cup Series anywhere we want, uh, and we do that with the industry. And I think, I, I don't think, I, I know the, the race we put on today would sell and would be embraced globally for sure. Now we have a couple more questions, but we have our winning team here. So, Ben, Steve, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on a great weekend, and uh, have a safe flight home.